to the Living Enlightened Podcast. I'm Michelle from Michelle, our Price of Lightworker. Hello, everybody. I'm Becca from Insightful Connections. Happy New Year. This episode is airing just after the new year. Obviously, we pre-record it, yeah. but a beautiful Happy New Year and lots of love and light to everyone. Yeah, for sure. Beck, 2022, look, it was a bit of a, a bit of a dodgy one for a lot of people. Um, and look, I think all of us are hoping this year is going to be a better one or at least um, fewer retrogrades. I could do with a lot less retrogrades, Beck. That's two steps forward and one step back and uh, wasn't, wasn't super fun. It did feel like we we're going backwards a lot of the time. But um, yeah, fingers crossed. I actually don't know because I'm not an astrologer, but uh, I guess we'll wait and see what um, our mate Sophia says, who we've had on the show before. Uh, now, the theme for today, Beck, is showing up and uh, being accountable. So obviously, I mean, that's pretty obvious from what I'm telling you. So I don't need to go into too much info about that. We'll get into that in the show. But um, Beck, what's been going on? What's been happening with you? What's been your major sort of takeaway for the week? A uh, bit of self-love this week, Michelle. I got my hair cut, as you saw yeah. when we got on. The viewers can't see, but it's very, very short. Yeah. Just up underneath the ears now, which is um, We're about different. the same I length. You and I are about the same length. Oh, I think it, yours is probably a little bit longer at the moment. You're okay? Maybe when I straighten it out, it'll be a bit longer. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so a bit of self-love, a bit of um, cutting off all the, the dead energy, I think, of the end of mm. the year and, and letting it come through. I actually haven't had short hair like this since I was about 16, 17. Wow. So I'm still getting used to it. You know, that's interesting, Beck, about the dead energy thing because um, one of the light workers I work with on a regular basis, she had really long, really like straggly hair and I hadn't really noticed it. It's just, you know, long hair. And then she came over and I was like, my God, what have you done to your hair? And she literally, like, it wasn't a huge amount of length off, but she got like a lot of the, um, you know, the dead stuff and got it sort of, uh, what do they call it, where they sort of cut bits shorter and layer and Layered, you know, whatever. Yep. But it wasn't like a severe layer. It was more like a um, strip, you know, strips kind of thing. And um, just to thin it out a bit. And um, she hadn't had a haircut since like a big breakup and since COVID. So she was cutting off all the COVID stuff, all the X stuff, and just feels a million bucks and um and she's met a new person. So, you know, the hair thing might be interesting. I might even put that in as an episode because um I got mine when I got mine cut off and shaved. Uh that was sort of just around just before I got COVID. Um and I'd sort of chopped off all the, you know, redundancy, all of that. So I really feel like the hair thing, because she walked in and said it to me. She was like, this is definitely part of that um so I think the hair thing there's something in that so I'm going to put it that as an episode um what do you do to get rid of that old energy I reckon that's a good one sorry yeah, anyway well, continue but I just no 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 that's 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 exactly right I mean that wasn't my um when I did it it was um that wasn't my intention sitting there that I'm going to cut off all this dead stuff, but it was just after the fact that it was just like all that, you know, you feel different, you feel refreshed, yeah. you feel lighter. lighter. Um, and it is, it's like letting go of all that energy. Mm. Yeah. So pretty cool. So my daughter, one of my daughters wanted to get her hair cut um, and she had very long hair down like midway to her back and that now sits up to her collarbone. So she was a bit nervous because she hasn't really, been into the salon and had a major change like that mm. so we did it together it was fun one of your older ones or yeah one of the older yeah. ones yeah so yeah lots of fun big deal are you going to do a card draw here love or do you want to do that later or 
Well, I am going to do a card draw. I'm actually going to do a um, <clears throat> Chakra Insight Oracle card. Oh, okay. Well, I might just I chat because it's and the then... New year, because it's the new year. Yeah. Um, I think I'll do a Chakra card. Okay. Well, I'll chat and then um, just intervene when um, when you got your card ready. Uh, so I just wanted to, yeah, fill you guys in, I guess, in terms of what I'm doing. So it is 2023 now and uh, I'm going to be teaching my uh, Reiki Ushati Masters. Uh, teaching Reiki Ushati Masters. Teaching Reiki Ushati, um, but I did have to learn <laughs> it over a period of uh, four months. So I'll be doing that this year and I'm really excited about that. But, um, yeah, yeah. Uh, just been seeing like a lot of um, different things that I haven't been to before, different places. So we went to uh, Stanthorpe over the um, Christmas break and Warwick, which was really amazing because I like to see different things. I don't like, I'm not a Groundhog Day sort of person. I don't like going to the same places. So um, Harvey arranged for us to go down and stay in Warwick. And I've got some friends who've done running events and things down there as well. So I'd sort of known a little bit about it, but um, yeah, just different climate, really um, beautiful scenery. And it's nice to get away from the city sometimes and stay in uh, places sort of out of the way. So I feel like when we get our caravan, which my husband really wants to do on top of everything else he wants to buy, but um, when we get our caravan, I feel like it'd be great to, you know, go back to some of these places, you know, once you've sort of highlighted or previewed them. So, um, yeah, something that I don't get to do much of because I don't really take much time off. But, um, yeah, that was kind of a highlight, I guess, of our Christmas break was going down to, yeah, Stanthorpe and Warwick. So, Hello to all the Stanthorpe Warwick people listening to our podcast. Beck, have you got your uh, little card ready? I do, Michelle. Can you believe this? No, what? Can I you can't. believe this? So here's the card. It's self-esteem. Oh, is that sunflowers? They are sunflowers. I have baby sunflowers. Uh, confidence, self-love, self-worth and pride, which really wow. fits well with today's. Isn't that funny? Always does. <laughs> With today. So this is, um, so it's got the sunflowers in it, which is the yellow. It has a lady sort of in the middle of a field and she's wearing a yellow dress. I'll put the picture up on, on the on the notes. Um, <clears throat> yellow, obviously, is the solar plexus. Sure is. And so this card is telling us that you are worthy. You are unique and powerful. Let the sun that you are shine through your actions and your being today. So um, following your inner voice and feeling great about being who you are, expressing yourself in simple, authentic ways. So if we always seek to please others or fit in, our confidence and self-esteem will always rely upon their approval. It is time to take back your deep inner power and claim a sense of confidence and simply being you. Acknowledging your very best qualities, Take pride in how you present yourself and learn to love your imperfections as essential aspects of what make you uniquely divine and individual. So this is about discovering who you are and the power within your true self, um, doing things that increase your activity and your self-awareness and your confidence. Um, so this could be building up our self-esteem in simple ways, eating more nutritious foods, exercising, um, honouring our need for rest and rejuvenation, uh, which is something we were speaking about this morning, Michelle, just before yep. we got on. Yeah. And just letting yourself shine, taking the risk to be and express who you really are and watch the world around you celebrate. And it is also about, you know, your self-vulnerability, checking in with your own responsibility. 
It's good, isn't it? Very relevant. Very cool. So self-worth, vulnerability, checking in with our own responsibilities. So this is also about, um, you know, looking objectively about my part and their part in different situations and in the way that, you know, our lives may be playing out. Uh, so looking at, you know, if you find yourself in this this routine of why is this always happening to me? Why is this going on? What is this? What is this? Just sort of the the idea is to look look looking objectively. The idea is to sort of sit back and go, okay, well, what's my part of this? What energy am I bringing into this? Am I holding on to that? You know, like grasping on to that that energy of the victimhood, or there's there's always like a few sides to a story. There, it's not just them. It's, it's me as well. So, um, and I think this is a really good card for that because the self-esteem, looking into your own, yourself objectively and working on that and, you know, well, I don't like this, so I'm going to try this, you know, and just sort of making that choice to be, well, you know, I'm just going to accept things that I can't control and, and do what I can to control. And one of the things we can control are our own emotions and our own mindsets. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. So I'm going to kick things off just by beginning with myself because um, all accountability, I think, begins with me. And I guess Beck, that's one of the major reasons I held off on launching my own business because I knew that once I threw that snowball down the mountain, and I was thinking about this when I wrote this this morning, that it really is like throwing a little snowball, you know, like a hand-sized sort of snowball, chucking it down a mountain, let's say you're in New Zealand, you know, or Perisher in New South Wales and throw this thing down the mountain. And as it goes down the mountain, like in a cartoon, you know, it gathers speed, it gathers more snow, it gets bigger and bigger. So in my mind, as I was thinking about this experience for me, it was like, you know, that's going to become visible. People are going to start to see that snowball. And that's largely how it starts out, you know, from being someone who is doing this, you know, part-time, being a journalist full-time, I'm going to say doing this, sorry, Oracle card readings and healings and stuff. And I wasn't super visible, but I was sort of aware, people were aware of me within Aura, you know, within the community. And then I hosted a gathering here. So I hosted a gathering at my house just to sort of, I guess, get the ball rolling. I was still working full-time as a journalist and I had 35 people show up. And so this is a really funny thing about accountability is that, you know, I put it out there. I was touching base with every individual to get this, you know, gathering happening at my house. And Dave, the guy that I was running this gathering with, he was really pessimistic about it. He's going, Michelle, you know, Facebook, you know, no one actually shows up. Don't expect everyone who responds to show up. You probably get like eight people, blah, blah, blah. And I think it was actually a nervous thing more for him than me because he hadn't spoken to that many people before. So he was quite nervous when I said 35. 35 people walked through my door and it was interesting because I opened the door and it was like 35 people all arrived at the same time. They all came through and they were all there, like literally within minutes of each other. And as they walk through, Dave's packing it. Like, he's like, what? (laughs) Where are all these people come from? And I said, mate, I touched base with every single individual and I made them all feel super important. And that's the thing. If I didn't touch base with all of those people, the energy wouldn't have been there. And he didn't do any of that. Like, he sat back. He didn't organize any of it. I did the whole thing. He literally just arrived, showed up. That's all he did. And he was shocked and, you know, that's how I kicked things off. So I was still working full-time then, but the other thing that I did, I guess, you know, before I did, you know, launch this entirely was um, Expo. So I actually did Expo's while I was still working full-time. So I did do that on the side. So it was a lot, definitely a lot of juggling, but 
I guess it was, um, you know, interesting that the universe pushed me in that direction or gave me those opportunities because once I did get made redundant, I guess I already had a little bit of experience. Like I wasn't going straight from, you know, nothing. And being a broadcaster was good because, you know, it allows you to do more Facebook lives, be confident with that. I've got a lot of people I work with, you know, who are, you know, studying their spiritual businesses, but they're not confident in being in front of the camera. Whereas Lauren, the lady I've been doing Facebook lives with lately um, via my page, she has a background in radio. So she's super confident. She's a real D type personality like me as well. So um, she's just really comfortable in front of people, showing her energy and people are responding, you know, and saying, I love your energy. Can I book a reading? Because really it is all about energy. So for her, this is a beginning of her accountability, but she's not using, but she's, um, I guess not using, using is not the right, but I'll say using because I can't think of any other word, but I guess she's using me as a bit of a springboard to get into bigger things. So recently the person I'm talking about, Lauren Grace, um, and it's Lauren Grace Inspirations. I'll pop her in the show notes as well. Lauren has signed up to do spiritual events uh, directory. So that's how I sort of got a lot of my uh, clients and my regular clients. So she's really kind of mimicking what I did. And a lot of people do, you know, this is all about accountability. I'm showing up, I'm doing the work. And so people that I teach, they can then jump on with me. They can then decide to go on with spiritual events directory to get more viewers. They've got about 90,000 followers. So it is, and it's worldwide. So it's a much bigger audience. And uh, then certainly she has on her Facebook page at the moment. So I think that that is, uh, that is good. And I'm happy to be that person for others. Um, that doesn't bother me anymore. But when I first started, uh, it was certainly terrifying uh, thinking about that snowball analogy. And I was also aware back that other people would rely on me. So I just didn't really want to let anyone down, I guess. Um, once people started to rely on me, you know, you realize at that point, you can't just all of a sudden disappear. And, you know, leave people sort of wondering, oh, my God, what actually happened to that lady? You know, so once you're out there, you're kind of out there and you have to keep showing up. And that's why I think holidays are a tricky thing for me, because I felt like once I got the momentum, I didn't want to close my books down, you know, because then I've got people going, oh, where is she? Like, she's not there for two weeks. Like, what's happening? So, of course, yesterday was meant to be my first day off. And so we've recorded this ahead of time. Yesterday was meant to be my first day of holidays. And, um I ended up working uh, with four clients. I had four clients yesterday because people were like, no, 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 I need to see you now. I can't wait till the new year, so on and so forth. So that was me, um, <laughs> my first day off. <laughs> Beck, anything you wanted to add there? Yeah, I just, I just, it's it's really about inviting, and this is what you were saying, it's inviting yourself to discover who you are and start slowly finding activities that increase your self-awareness and confidence. So we all know, and we've, drum this into you so much that like attracts like so even if it's something like starting a new course a hobby branch out to new friendships groups it doesn't mean that you cast aside your old friends <laughs> it's just setting the intention to attract more um attributes from people of what you you appreciate more so you know people that you feel safe with that you feel worthy of um, being loved and, and sharing your love and kindness and just sort of opening up our hearts really to new experiences. Mm, for sure. And that's one of the best things about it because I'll talk about that a little bit later on as well, similar to what Beck was saying. One of the best things I think, Beck, about having best friends, and I'm saying this because I'm going to see mine today, so I better throw a little, throw a little uh, mention to my best friend <laughs> Elizabeth. 
Um, and she's actually doing mentorship with me as well because that's part of her accountability as well. She doesn't have a business yet or a page or anything like that. But her, she's been in corporate ever since I met her. I met her, I actually realized I've known her for about 30 years because we're both um, 46 and we met when we were about 16 at TAFE. So one of the best things about her is that she is big time holding me accountable, always has. And uh, now she's showing up, you know, she's coming to me for mentorship and she's actually getting out of corporate. She's actually, and she's, you know, physically, she's got a lot of stuff going on health wise. And, um, you know, it's not overly great for her health potentially. So she's planning to, she's an artist. So, and, um, and when I say artist, she's actually aspiring. So she's uh, getting in materials and doing all these things and just having a great time with it. And wants to do readings. She's amazing. She's super intuitive. And, you know, she, so she's developing those gifts. But, you know, mine always, Libby, she always takes me to task. You know, if I haven't done this thing I said I was going to do or whatever the case may be, she will take me to task. And um, and I'm cool with that. She used to frighten me a lot, but uh, I guess now I'm used to it after 30 years. Um, look, but I also, <laughs> like Beck was talking about, I like to do group classes because, you know, I guess that makes us want to keep showing up. So Kundalini, when Becca and I did Kundalini with Tash, um, who I actually saw this morning for a breathwork session, that keeps us um, getting up at the crack of dawn because I just thought there's no way. I really thought, I don't think I'm going to do this. Um, I was very doubtful. But, you know, once I commit to something, I have to do it. It's like this um, urge in me. It's like an addiction. I don't know how to describe it. Once I say I'm going to do that thing, I have to show up. It's just not even an option not to. And I really, I think I did. I think I only missed one session because I was doing yoga, not yoga. I was doing Kokoda training. But, um, yeah, it's one of those things that that sort of is good for me, for my personality type, um, to stay accountable. Yoga is that for me, you know, going to yoga at, you know, six in the morning out in the park, um, you know, because I've got other ladies there who look forward to seeing me and we have a chat. Speed skating back in the day, you know, that's a team sport. That's something that you don't want to let your mates down. So anything like, you know, touch footy, you know, any of those sorts of things, I guess, where people, AFL, NRL, whatever it is, where people rely on you because you're part of a team, you know. Um, and I guess that's why it's tricky for people like, you know, let's say Michael Jordan as an example, or any of the real top players. Um, I probably wouldn't say Dennis Rodman, but one of the ones who really leads the team, Magic Johnson, people like that, you know, the whole team kind of relies on that one person. That's a lot of responsibility. And you can understand why a lot of those people have, um, you know, a lot of struggles having the whole team pretty much rely on that one person. Well, that's exactly right. Not only does it, you know, put it, it puts pressure on that that one person that they're relying on, but it also, I want to say, it kind of hinders their progress. Yeah, totally. Well. So, I think the message is just to let your self confidence sort of flow. Start working on that, doing some um, and doing things to to help bring that out in yourself. And I, I, you know, I don't want to keep repeating myself, but it is. It's looking objectively about your part in situations, their part, and you know, taking the the sort of taking away the harshness from from the thought process and why things are the way they are, maybe look at it from a different point of view, I think is is very, very helpful. Uh, not always the easiest thing to do, Michelle. Not always Certainly the easiest not. thing, which is what, you know, you were saying, sometimes you need someone there to pull you up and, and just sort of say, well, hey, hang on a second. What about this? Um, but you know that those people that do sort of speak up and and point out those little things to you they're they're your people mm. because they feel safe being able to tell you that mm. so just something to keep in the back of your mind 
One of the things too, Beck, and I hadn't actually written this down, but you just triggered me when you said that is um, you used to be um, very much, and I'm saying used to be because um, I guess I'm growing in confidence. But when I first started this um, whole venture of, you know, having my business is you were my touchstone. And uh, Beck's aware of this because I've told her this before, but when I was feeling really like doubtful, like really, you know, anxious or, you know, let's say my husband had been like, oh my God, Michelle, you know, you've got to go for a real job. What are you doing this um, woo-woo, you know, hoo-hoo kind of thing for? And I would like literally say, Becky, you available? And it wasn't, I don't feel, I mean, Beck may feel differently. I don't feel like I dumped on Beck. I don't feel like I did any of that, but I feel like, I, and I don't know if Beck was even aware that I was doing that for that reason. But just having those conversations, because when I first started, I wasn't fully booked and I did have spaces. So, you know, I would, you know, in those spaces, all those gaps, I would just touch base with Beck. We talk over like FaceTime or whatever messenger. And um, just talking to Rebecca would make me feel more, you know, confident, like I've got this because Beck was the first person to suggest that I teach. Beck was the first person, I guess, to kind of show me that, you know, I should believe in myself and stuff like that. So that became sort of my touchstone. And I think it's important because, you know, when we're going through tough times, sometimes we do just want to go, blah, you know, oh, this is so hard and this person did this and blah, blah, blah. And that's, you know, I guess that victim thing again. And I didn't want to do that. It was more that, you know, I was feeling insecure, feeling um, very anxious or nervous. And I just needed that person, I guess, like a security blanket or something. But that's why I say touchstone to just go, you know what, you got this, you know, you're doing really well, you know, just keep going. And that's what got me through, honestly, because I was just like, holy crapples. And I did remind myself a lot. If I get nervous, focus on service. I did say that to myself a lot. I say that to other people now. If you get nervous, focus on service. Someone, you have something that someone else needs when they're, you know, arriving at your door. Even if you're as nervous as all get up and you've got stuff going on, they're arriving with something that they need and you have potentially the ability to communicate with their loved one, you know, to bring whatever that is through. And I think that's a really important um, person to have in your life. So I always say to people, find your touchstones and um, whether it is your best mate or whatever the case may be, keep them close, you know, because when you're doubting stuff, they're the ones that can potentially get you through. And, you know, it's a confidant. It's someone that, you know, obviously, obviously Beck was a client of mine, but, you know, we became friends. And so I would say things to her that I wouldn't just say to like a random, you know, client, you know, who is showing up and I'm like, oh my God, I'm so nervous. Uh, I wouldn't really say that. So it is a bit of a sounding board, you know, sometimes as well. Thank you, Michelle, because I know you've told me this before, but every time you do say it, it actually, it, it means so much to me. Um, <laughs> to hear that <laughs> because I mean so many of us it, it's 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 interesting and this is this is what this brings me to so many of us uh do things and have conversations with people and you know it's just something we do yeah and a lot of the time you don't actually realize what impact you have and what impact the words you you use have on someone yeah and it can be just that one thing that that puts him in, you know, one direction or the other. Correct. So it's very important uh, to to you know be mindful of what what you do say to people, but you know also have that integrity and that honesty to speak up to people. And again, that comes back to your self responsibility. Mm -hmm. you 
I sort yeah. of checking in and, and what have you. And remembering we're all messengers too, because I'm sure that at that point when you said that to me about teaching, mm. I don't imagine that you would have thought, oh, here's this, you know, insecure, nervous, you know, human sitting in front of me. I don't imagine you would have thought that, you know. So no. for you to actually mention teaching, I'm sure that you didn't realise the impact that even had on me either at the time. No, no, I, di- I didn't. It was it was actually really interesting because I think I'd had um, one reading with you at that point. Yeah, you might have already had one and that might have been a second maybe. I, and I came into the second one. I'm like, you need to, I want you to mentor me. You need to yeah. teach people. You need to teach people this because, I mean, you obviously picked up in my reading at that time um, some of my gifts and potential mm-hmm. and things like that. Mm. And, um, and and we are kind of, to a degree, very similar in, yeah. in just through our life paths even mm-hmm. um, with a lot of the stuff. There's, there's a lot of similarities there. We're just like, oh, my gosh, I used to do that too. But, and it was it was just you know, and I, I don't even know what possessed me to say that that day. It was just That's like, you the have thing. to mention That's me. the and thing, Rebecca, the clear cognizance. Love That's it. That's the self. That's yeah, where you go, what am I saying this for? Don't know, but I'm going to say it anyway. Yeah. I said this and I'm yep. just going to throw it out there. I'm going to th- pick up my confidence um, and, and throw it out there. And how funny was it that that week you had people starting to inquire before mm-hmm. you had even considered it you were mm-hmm. just like what really mm. um and then but you, you were the first getting, to mention it you started getting them in and and I have to say that I had no idea at that point that I would be sitting here doing a podcast with you <laughs> no idea no um so it's it's interesting um you know build up your confidence get through clear out those chakras have a healing um focus on your you know on what makes you happy and it's it's interesting because um, I remember being so excited when I said that to you I was like Michelle you have to do this you have to do this you were excited um, I was so excited and it was just pure joy and it was just straight out there and and these are the things that that open up the next step on the path let's mm-hmm. say the 100%. next step on the path yeah um and I love you to death, Michelle. You know that. Everyone knows that. Join the club. You know, join the club. <laughs> take, a, take a ticket and get in line, Rebecca. No, no, I got a bad ticket. <laughs> Welcome to Michelle's Delicatessen. Um, I am kidding, of course. Uh, Rebecca knows that I love her very much. <laughs> my little touchstone. Um, Beck, one of my biggest inspos here too, um, just wanted to throw in because I love Oprah. But look, she she appeared, and I don't know if you know this, she actually appeared on the cover of her own magazine, so the O Magazine, like 38 times or something. And I thought, how fascinating is this? And I've actually put a link in to where this came from because there's a lady commenting on the fact that this is the case um, about Oprah. But, um, you know, what's really interesting is because we know that Oprah sort of battled, you know, with her weight and stuff like that. So, you know, Getting dressed up in front of a camera every month has a lot to do with accountability, but, you know, being in front of the camera, camera rather, um, as, you know, in a video sort of format, TV sort of format, is quite different to being on the cover of a magazine because magazines are not as um, maybe, what's the word, uh, don't hide as much or they're not as complimentary. With the camera, you're a little bit further away. With the magazine cover, it's all you, you know, you're right in front of this thing. So one of the, um, I guess, deals with Oprah doing that was to be more accountable in terms of what she's doing, what she's putting in her mouth, um, what she looks like. Um, You know, it was a real kind of goal in terms of, I guess, you know, getting her towards her um, nutrition and fitness goals and her weight, you know, maintaining that weight. 
So it was almost like um, the idea that she was going to be on the cover was what she was sort of working towards. So same with, you know, Jason and I doing Kokoda or, you know, having some sort of goal. Um, and this does fit in with, you know, showing up and being accountable um, is that you know that there's always that, you know, we know there's Kokoda, so we've always got to train. We know that there's, you know, three or four events a year that we're going to be doing. Um, she was sort of working towards every month I've got a photo shoot, every month I've got a photo shoot. So she was always working towards that. And it did occur to me because I did see her on the cover a lot and I sort of thought, oh, that's interesting because she spoke to a lot of other people. I thought she could have had other people on there. But she was on the cover a lot and um, and is. So um, that was actually part of her goals to, yeah, keep herself on track and eat better foods, you know, as opposed to the sugars and the sweets and other things. So, and a few people actually, because I sort of looked at it and went, oh my God, she's on the cover a lot. And some people would have looked at that and gone, oh, she's a bit upper self, you know, like that's her magazine, that's her, you know, channel. Um, and here she is on the cover all the time, but it was actually more about accountability. So, you know, I think sometimes the lesson in that is to maybe not judge too quickly. And I mean, it is that saying of don't judge a book by its cover, really, because I think we can jump to conclusions, you know, sometimes, and it's not the right one. That's exactly right. Whatever you decide to do, though, do check in with yourself. It's the big takeaway from all of this. And it- you know, share your feelings of gratitude, share your joyful acknowledgements, open your heart to you and your expansion, because expansion is why we are here. We're not here to struggle. We're not here to, you know, we're here to to make our way through as a human, but expanding, expanding, being the best we can be is is why we're here. And And I'm not talking about on a competitive scale, just on a self journey scale. Yeah. You know. So it doesn't matter where you're at, which end of the scale you're at, um, just being the best you can. It's like, um, you know, tell your children, well, I tell my children when they've had a test or something like that, I say, but did you do your best? Did you do your best? Did you study to the best of your ability? Did you attend to the best of your ability? Did you answer the questions to the best of your ability? Break it down. Mm. Just do, do your best. Um, which is very good. It's it's a good um, good way to sort of break things down and, mm. and help you look at yourself and the way that you're you're reacting, perhaps because we don't really need to react negatively to everything. So that's that's a good thing. And I think um, another thing that I just want to sort of throw out there: there will be people that do make you sort of question yourself or doubt yourself. And that's because of the lessons they've learned and the upbringing they've had and the experience they've had. You're here for your experience, not for theirs. Mm. Yeah, great advice. Really good. And in terms of the exams, it's so true because, I mean, imagine the opposite of that is um, you must get straight A's, rah, rah, rah. And that was, you know, pretty popular back in the um, the older generations. Like that was it, you know. Although, you know, saying that, a lot of people um, – you know, we're just like, this is what you're going to do as well in terms of even careers, you know, with their kids. So like, you're going to be an accountant, you're going to be a bookkeeper, you're going to take over the family business. There was a lot of direction given, I think, like a lot of directives. And there wasn't a lot of freedom in that. And that doesn't really, in my opinion, doesn't really encourage people to want to show up, you know, and be accountable because they're doing something that, you know, they weren't really super passionate about like themselves. So I think that's um, a really great attitude, Rebecca, and uh, good advice. Yeah, and, and I was just gonna. Yeah, I just wanted to say also make sure that you have, you know, your tribe. Find yeah. a touchstone. Find your yeah. touchstone. 
Yes, I'll get into that because that's actually one of the um, recommendations that we're going to make at the end of the show. So book publishing, you know, many of you know, you would have heard in a previous episode, I was saying recently that, you know, we do have a person who keeps us accountable and they sort of pester us with emails. You've got this done. When's your edit due? So they do try and keep us accountable. But I was sort of dragging that out and dragging that out and dragging that. And then recently I got a new um, person who was responsible for me and she was enthusiastic. She's got the energy there. She was all over it. And all of a sudden I was like, you know what? I don't want to have to keep putting this on my to-do list in 2023. So I just got it done, sent it away, and now it's their problem. So it just made me feel so much better. So, you know, I just feel like with those things, sometimes it's the energy, you know, having a new person on board, uh, someone who can really push you, keep you in line, um, because I was dragging my heels. So that was great because it really got me... um, over the line with that little publication and now it's their problem as I said so as Beck was just alluding to my recommendations um, and if Beck has any more I'm happy to hear but um, join a group or club Globes Venture you know the thing I sent my hubby on um, they actually made them write a letter and in 12 months they're supposed to open it up and see what they've actually achieved in that letter so that's the kind of thing that you know sometimes will keep us accountable keep us on track because you know the 12 months that's like Oprah with those book covers it's like okay in 12 months I've got to open this thing so I need to get some stuff Stuff done here. So um, I actually spoke to an old school friend of mine who's um, going through a separation um, and he doesn't have the kids as much and he's got some anger stuff going on. So he actually joined a group for men who is all about, the group's all about empowering men um, and not going to the anger, not just resorting to anger to solve problems. So he just joined this group. He's doing really well. I'm just like, that is awesome. So, you know, maybe a support group or something, if it is, you know, you're struggling with something, addiction, um, grief, any of those things, find people you can talk to because a lot of the time with grief or things like that, if, if the person hasn't been through it, if someone around you hasn't been through that thing, they're not able to support you through that. So find someone who can join the group to, you know, find that person. We don't want anyone to be a pressure cooker because the pressure cookers are the ones that, you know, overflow, you know, and they say things that they don't necessarily want to say, you know, and then they regret it later. We don't want regret. Uh, Beck, is there anything you wanted to add before we finish on? Yes. Congratulations, Michelle, with the publishing and and getting that through by the end of the year. Oh, thank you. That is such an amazing achievement and I know yeah. you've been working hard and I know that that's been sort of holding you it's been on the back hold, burner holding you holding mm. holding on to you um super proud of you thank you love and funnily enough that you say that because um the thing with accountability is that I've actually got clients who saw the book you know mentioned in my um bio so I've constantly got people going, Michelle, when's your book out? When's your book out? I want to buy it. When's your book out? And that makes me even more nervous. But uh, yeah, my clients are holding me accountable there as well. So um, yeah, I did have that in the back of my mind too. But coming up in the next podcast, this is uh, something that you inspired, an episode you inspired all about feng shui or feng shui. Or I don't know. Everyone says it differently. Feng shui. Yes. Yes. Super cool. Yeah. Just a few little um, things that I've come across, I'm, but by by all means, I'm not an expert. I'm not a mm. feng shui feng shui expert, but um, <laughs> we're going to say it a million different ways. <laughs> maybe, exactly, exactly. But it's all about intention as well. Yeah, yeah. So this is based on Rebecca's move, recent move, this episode. So that's yes. what we'll be talking about next time, Rebecca. Thank you so much for today, and uh, we will chat to you guys in uh, in a week's time. Absolutely, and lots of love to everyone. Thank you.